So this week's message is going to be uh, entitled, What to Do When the Pastor Steals the Beginning of Your Message. I was showing some people in the back as, as Pat was talking this morning. I think it was, he quoted Hebrews, right? Hebrews 13. I pulled out my notes and was showing people in the back row. I'm like, whoop, he's doing it again. He's stealing my stuff. That's just a good word, that is. It is. It is. <laughs> I just want to start with a prayer. There's been some awesome stuff happening in this room. It's like, I know I need a minute. <laughs> to just kind of recenter, because there's been some super awesome stuff happening in this room this morning, and whew, it's like somebody threw all my papers up in the air. <laughs> Lord, land the papers. Lord, bless this time that we have together. Lord, let my let my thoughts organize in a way that somebody can leave here with something. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. (laughs) Right? So, it's been a while since I've been here. Up on this podium, speaking like this. Feels a little weird, I'm not going to lie. Usually I can hide behind a mic stand over there. It makes me look super skinny, but... (laughs) Right? So I, I, I felt like the Lord was, was moving in a way this week for, we're in, a, we're in a weird flux as a church. So I, I want to kind of address the elephant in the room, which I thought about later. I think that's a funny expression because I feel like 2,000 years from now, if somebody's looking at a transcript from all these messages and somebody's like, we need to address the elephant in the room, they're going to be like, how are all these elephants in these rooms? Because it's going to be totally... De- it's kind of like interpreting the Bible where we miss stuff that was alive in the culture back then. So 2,000 years from now, I think it's going to be funny. They think that there's been an elephant in so many rooms. They were just really into elephants. I'm not really sure why. Um, I love Pat and Teresa. I'm not even going to look at them right now because I won't be able to talk if I get all emotional. So I'm going to just put my hand over them. I love Pat and Teresa. We love Pat and Teresa in this house. And, and hearing that they're leaving is hard. It's hard. It's <laughs> we, we have to stop doing that at some point. But amen. <laughs> you know. <laughs> a little leaven. Wow. Um, it's hard. It, it's hard to... Uh, try to imagine this place without them. They are special people. And it hurts to know that we are not going to find another Pat and Teresa. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have more for us to do. Like that, That's the, the caveat here is that it's going to look different, but it's still kind of a, kind of a, a weird place to be for us right now, right? It's like a little bit of a, a flux that we're operating under. So, I felt like God was speaking to me this week about growing weary as a church. Growing weary. 
and, and starting to become tired from the trip. If you, if you recall in, in Exodus, the, the nation of Israel gets out of Egypt and they cross the Red Sea and, and they, come, they come into their first battle and, they, and they, they talk about how the enemy at that time attacked the tail of, of the tribe as they were coming into the valley. They cut off the tail who were the weak and weary and the people that retired from the journey. And those were the ones they got at first and the enemy got them in the back before they turned around and then they ended up fighting. Remember, Moses had to hold his hands up and it's that whole same battle. But there, there's a message there that we have to be careful not to be weary, not to get tired, not to, not to let ourselves get down in a place where we're just down in the dumps all the time. We become Eeyore from, oh, I guess I'll go to church this Sunday. We have to operate from a place of victory. And we have to be confident in who God is. I'm confident in the call that he's put on Pat and Teresa's life. And I'm confident that we're going to send them where he's telling them to go. And I'm also confident that this house is going to remain this house. And we're going to go forward and accomplish what God has called us to do as well. Whatever that looks like. (laughs) Right. Just... You make that stack of wheelchairs, and he's got some stuff started for us. That it's going to take us a while to finish it anyway. So I, I, I want, what I did is I gathered a bunch of uh, verses and passages in the Bible where God talks about being with us, because He says it all over the place in the Bible. He said it to Moses. He said it to Joshua. He, Everybody, that everybody, that's one of the caveats of being chosen by God and being God's chosen people is that he is with us. When somebody, when he calls Moses and Moses is like, oh God, I'm not a good speaker. and Don't worry about it. I'm with you. He's with us. And that not only is he with us, but it's, it's hard to explain the way that God kind of worked this this week. This has been a really cool week, by the way. I got a Tuesday... We got to go to like this Bethel concert in downtown Detroit. And it was at, well, in my day, back in like the late 90s and early 2000s, it was called the State Theater. But now they call it the Fillmore, which I guess they called it before that, whatever. But I've been to the State Theater a bunch. I've been to that room. I've been in that room probably 15, 20 times. And man, Tuesday for the first time I worshiped in there. Man, it was powerful in there. <laughs> I get emotional just thinking about it. We were in the second row. And there's this one bright part. I, I don't remember which song it was on, but something just told me, like, look, turn around and look. And I'm in the second row all the way up by the stage, and I turn around in this whole room. I don't know how many people were there. 10,000 maybe? I don't know. How, how, it was sold out, so whatever the capacity is. But this room has this huge balcony, huge floor, and, man, every hand was up in the air. Right? Just, we were praising the paint off the walls in that place. It was amazing. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I've been in this room a lot, but I've never noticed that kind of power in this room ever. It's a cool thing. It's really a cool experience to have when you start looking at stuff different where you're like, sure, that was my favorite song. But like, you, you realize that you're part of like this big moment. It was really, I'm, that was worth the price of admission right there. Um, then last night, we were standing on Main Street in Linden and we were worshiping how cool is that? Like, there's this moment where I'm, I'm looking around again, and I'm like, 
we are staining on Silver Lake Road. Like, that's the clock tower thing. We're right by Subway. We're right here on the road. And there's just praise echoing through all the houses. And that was a really cool moment to be a part of yesterday. I wish they would have played longer. Like, I wish it would have, it would have been more. Maybe we need to get involved with that next year. <coughs> Cough, Margie and John. But Noah, is that my phone that just went off? <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> wow. Look at now you know what it's like when your phone is back there. And slide to power off. Okay. All right, we're going to leave it right there. It's okay. I have Apple Care. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, for the devil phone interrupted my It's it's been a week of of like transitions. I mean, even even this morning, even in the back, there's something that's super awesome that I'm sure there's going to be like a huge testimony about later um, that happened that just has me kind of dizzy coming up here right now. But it, it, in, in the best way humanly possible, to be completely honest. So let's, let's jump into some of these verses. Are you ready, Jay? Are you ready to bounce around with me in the Bible? Can you do the, the slides? So let's start off with... What are some good ones? Because... I'm not trying to keep you here until 4 p.m. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, Pat, be brief. How about Isaiah 41.10? I know what's funny is I ended up in the Old Testament a lot this week, and I'm like, this hasn't happened in a while. And I just want to say, this is not stuff that we don't already know. This isn't anything that's like, wow, I never thought about that before. But I feel like there's times in life where we need to hear these things. We need to hear that God's with us. We need to hear that he's, he's with us all the time, not, not sometimes. Not, I don't leave a room and God stays in the other room while I go and do. God's with us all the time, like he is with us all the time. So, get it together, Steve. 41.10. says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's that. No explanation there. And if if you notice any differences, that's because I'm reading from the English Superior Version and all we have available to us is the NASB. It's fine. It's a, it's a fine substitute. I mean, it's like Little Caesars for real pizza, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm just kidding. It's just what I have on my tablet. <laughs> Pat's angry. He's going back to change it to... <laughs> we got the English substandard up here. <laughs> Exodus 17. Exodus 17. <laughs> 8 through 13. Oh, boy. Look what I started. Yeah, 17, 8 through 13. 
this, this is, let's just call this the cornerstone of, of what God kind of downloaded through me this week. This is the, the meat and potatoes. I looked for it this morning, and I noticed, I clicked the drop down, I'm like, oh, sad face, okay. <laughs> uh, it says, then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men, and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Now you may remember that a and the, and the next story before this, God tells Moses to grab his rod, and it's the water out of a rock story, and it's the same rod that he used back in Egypt when he was trying to convince Pharaoh to let Egypt, or get Israel out of Egypt. It's the same rod that he used to slam down in the water and change it to red and all of those things. So this is like the rod of God that he's using, and that's what he's being told to, to hold up. Whenever Moses held up his hand... Israel prevailed. That was verse 11. Hopefully I didn't skip anything. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and they put it under him. And he sat on it. While Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Sometimes... Sometimes we, we don't have the strength on our own. And, and, and sometimes even our relationship with God isn't, isn't strong enough to, to help us through what we're going through. Sometimes we need a friend on each side to hold our hands up. Right? And so I feel like that's what the body of Christ is for. When we come together corporately, where one or two are gathered in my name, there I am also... When we, when we come together, it's like we have work to do, right? Because when, we, when we're together, stuff changes. It's different when I'm praying by myself at home than it is when I come in here and I'm surrounded by folks that are placing their hands on me. And Man, I got to tell you, I had, I've, before here, before we started coming here, no one had ever laid their hands on me and prayed for me in my life. Ever. It's just crazy. I don't know if I was just in these germaphobe churches where people didn't touch, but it just never happened. And man, I have trouble holding it together. As soon as somebody's arm touches my shoulder, I didn't even know I needed somebody to pray for me, and I'm just a slobbery mess because it's just something about the touch changes. And and it's something that you can't do for yourself. It's something that you got to come around other godly people for. See, what we have here is important. It's very important. And what we're called to do here is very important. There are people that need us. There are people in in the Bahamas that need us. So we're sending Pat and Teresa. We're sending them the best fastball that we got. There's people in the the Binti Project. there's, There's girls that are still needing rescued out of the sex trade in Africa. There's Pastor Salido. There, there's, there's all of these things that we're directly involved in. It's crazy because when you look from the outside, looking in this little bitty church that's like a glorified garage, <laughs> like it kills me that, it kills me that, that 
our reach is so much bigger than churches that are like three times our size. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be boastful, like, hey, look at all we've done. But I'm trying to say, is like, look how faithful God has been through all of this time. It's amazing. It's amazing when you sit back and look at it. It doesn't make any kind of mathematical sense at all. It even looks weird on a spreadsheet. How do we do that, God? I mean, <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Because I'm a part of a church where like, stuff doesn't have to make sense. It's just God. It's just God. How do we have these chance meetings? God. Like our pastor's wife and Kim, they, they were just hanging out with Chris Tomlin like a week ago. And it's funny because it doesn't even shock me anymore. You wake up and you check your Facebook and it's like, oh, look, somebody super famous posted a picture of like Teresa and Kim on his Facebook. And it's just like, yeah, I figured that would happen. Like wherever they go, stuff happens. It, it kills me. It becomes the norm. Like, of course, Kim was there. I mean, Chris Tomlin was probably walking around, following her around, asking her for advice. That he would be. He would be very smart. By the way, I can't help but resist, but, you know, being that people listen to us on podcasts sometimes when they're at work and stuff, and if they're not here, I just can't, I just have to point out, it's great that the Pope is here today, and uh, if somebody that speaks his language could tell him to take off his hat, the people behind him can't see the stage. <laughs> You're welcome, podcast people. They'll never know if that's true or not. They'll have a good inclining, though, that it's probably not true. Right? <laughs> Steve is a dork. All right. So let's go to, well, you already did the Hebrews thing. Thanks, Pat. I want to hear it from you. Well, okay, Hebrews 13. Brian was afraid he'd get home early today. (laughs) Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. We do have work to do. Like, I don't think we're done working today as a church. I don't think, I don't think we're done. We've got, we got more. Thirteen, five, and six. Keep your life free <clears throat> from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And what, the, what, what Paul's actually doing here is he's actually pointing back to the Old Testament where God told, I believe it's Joshua, that hit the covenant that he had with Moses he was going to keep with Joshua. From the earliest Old Testament until all the way into Matthew, one of my favorite parts of the Bible, uh, Matthew twenty eight sixteen. Yeah. You probably know it by heart. <clears throat> if not, you probably should. That is probably my child. Just saying. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. All nations. Everywhere, including the Bahamas. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Always. Not sometimes. Not when things are good. Not when everything's super awesome and everybody's smiling and dancing around. But when there's hard work to do. Like when you're walking your teenagers through something super hard. And you're like, man, I don't know how we're going to get through this. We're just taking it day by day, step by step. But there's a hand that's holding on to mine. And it's not still. It's leading me through what he's brought me to. We as a church, everything was good. (laughs) And then Pat and Teresa had to go get all Bahamian on us. But there's a hand holding on to ours. And it's not still. It's not sitting with us at the Secretary of State. There's a hand holding on to ours that's moving us in a direction. There is a way that's being made for us right in front of us. And he's leading us through it, even if we can't see it. The Crandles, Shannon and I know firsthand that the foster system in Michigan has been broken for decades but there's a hand that's holding on to theirs. And it's not still. Even though it doesn't feel like they're covering a lot of ground, they are moving in the direction that God is calling them to move in. And that girl was born a Crandall. Just saying. It is what it is. The, the Palmers, the, they're not with us this week. You know, Daniel got this, this good job. Oh, I'm sorry. One of them's with us this week. My bad, bro. Uh, <laughs> Didn't know you were old enough to drive. How'd you get here? Um, <laughs> but, you know, Daniel got this new job. It's, a, it, it, it's supposed to be this great situation, but this one particular area, man, he's stuck out of town until this project gets done, and there, there's no, they don't know when it's going to get done. And so now they're in this new hard season. Jessica's here taking care of the boys by herself, and this is a rough time. It, once again, we, Shane and I are extremely familiar with this. So it's, it's kind of weird because Daniel used to pray for me when I was on the road because I was losing my mind being out of, stuck out of town all the time. And now it's like we've reversed and he's stuck in Wisconsin and I'm home. But there's a hand that's holding theirs. And it's not being still. <laughs> They're being moved in a direction. Like I, I feel like what, what God's trying to say to us is, is that Don't focus on what the surrounding area looks like because that's going to get you nowhere. It never does. It never does. There's no way to see what's coming up next. You have to just hang on to that hand and move forward with God and know that he never takes us down. He always takes us up. Always. Name one time in the Bible where there is a downgrade. Go ahead. We'll wait. It's not. He takes us out of one season into a better season. Always. So sometimes we have to even physically tell ourselves that we have to stop holding on to stuff in this season that we're trying to drag into a season that it's not for. And of course, all this sounds, it's easy to say, right? (laughs) Like I could stand up here and be like, yeah, this is the answer, guys. This is how it goes. But in reality, it's hard. It's hard to give up pieces of yourself, things that you love, people that you love. Sometimes... The people that you love are not for the next season. Just saying. I mean, there's no other way to put it. 
But it's the truth. It's the truth. It's not up to us to decide. I mean, <laughs> that would be super awkward to walk up to someone and say, hey, I just realized you're not for my next season, so I'm going to have to leave you behind. Like, good luck explaining that off. And we're probably going to get some more hate mail on Facebook and stuff. Like, that church is... I, I, I just want to say, we're, 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 we're in a time where now, now is not the time to look out, unless you're looking at the dead tree over there, which is hilarious, because one of our new trees that we planted in our front yard died, and I can't pull it out of the ground and throw it away yet, because I'm like, it's set apart. <laughs> we got a set apart tree. I don't know if I can ever take it down. Or I'm lazy. You decide. <laughs> We're in a place in our church where we can't really base anything off of what we're seeing right now. We can't. And it's okay, because that means that change is coming. That means that pretty soon there's going to be something to look at. It's going to look different, but there's going to be something there on the other side. He's leading us to the other side. It's it's not a fun place to be in. And in this particular moment, with this elephant in the room (laughs) I can't say that without laughing now but this elephant in the room like it's not in this specific time it it, we're in that uh, kind of time but we need to get our hopes up because there's more on the other side of where we are and we can't take our eyes off of that fact because when you take your eyes off of that fact you end up Like the people that were tired from the journey that came into the valley, and they're the ones that got cornered by the enemy, and they're the ones that got taken out. And these spirits that are coming around our church right now, they're looking for somebody who's tired and weary. Easy pickings. When the lions attack the herds, they always look for one that's lame. They always look for one that's not running as fast as the rest of the pack, that it'd be easier for them to to corner off and tackle and have their dinner. We have to be on alert. We have to. We got to get our hopes up. We got to get our hopes up. We have to know that there's a healing room coming in the future where somebody's going to come in in a wheelchair and they're going to walk out. We got to get our hopes up. We got to get our hopes up that, that teenagers from the, in our congregation are going to go get trained and they're going to go out and they're going to change countries. They're going to change the world. This little bitty glorified garage is going to affect more world. We're going to take more ground for the kingdom. We're going to send people to the front lines of the, of the battle. We have to get our hopes up. We can't look at our situation where we are and compartmentalize it down into... It's not about how we feel. It's never been about how we feel. That's hard to hear, but it's the truth. We have to get our hopes up. We have to keep up. We got to come together as well. We don't want to fall apart. I know this is like, it's funny. I feel like I'm preaching to a choir or something, but we, we got to come together in this time because sometimes we need to hold each other up. We got to struggle over here. We got somebody with experience over here. They need to come together. We got people walking through this. We have people walking through that. We got Pat and Teresa who they need more inspiration and they need God to show them more things in the clear path of what they need to get done before they take off. We got work to do. We've got the Crandles who, you know, we're, we're almost done with the fast that, that we're doing, but with, there's still breakthrough to be had there. 
So we need to go after that harder. We're going to do that today. We're going to go after Pat and Teresa's breakthrough too. If the Palmers were here, if one of them was here, we'd pray over them, but of course they're not here. How many bills do you pay, bro? I'm just saying. Talk about your dad. Zero, zero. Enjoy that. You got a few more years left. I'm kidding. You know what? We'll pray over you, JJ. Now we're going to get you. Too late. You done open your mouth. You're going to have to get prayed on today. We have, we have things in this church that we need to go after. And going after those things in, in, in this moment, it's the perfect thing to do because that, the more that we're going after specific breakthrough that we need in our body, the less we're going to be looking out and looking at our surroundings and going, oh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure this wilderness is, I don't, I'm not so sure Moses knows where he's going. I mean, we, we read about that in the Old Testament, right? How many people didn't believe? So we got work to do. We, we, we've got work to do. And we've got to, <laughs> we, we've got to remember, God can use people with the best intentions to try to break stuff down. Good people. Good people that, that we know and love. He can also use to swing an axe at our trees. It happens. And, the, and like, like, we, like we did earlier, we have to make sure that we don't take a posture of, of defensive with them. I, I was tempted to. Believe me, I am really, really good at being snarky. I don't want to brag. But if there was a championship belt for snarky, it would be on my wall at home. Like, I'm that good. And thank God for the delete button on your phone because I don't know how many times I've typed out a whole long, huge response. And I'm like, okay, God said no. Delete, 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 delete. I do that. <laughs> you do that too? See, if we're being real, if we're being truthful, because it's easy to fall into that trap. But let's face facts. Guys, whoever, who gets on Facebook to have their mind changed about anything? The, nobody does. Nobody does. Like, oh, I wasn't going to vote for Trump, but then I read that one post, and then I changed my mind. Said no one ever. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter what you're posting about. You can post if it makes you feel good about Jesus and... But he's not logging on to his Facebook to see who shared his post, to see who he's going to send money to in two days or whatever junk that they're throwing around. It's ridiculous. We have to use our time wisely. We have to use our energy wisely. We need to be pressing in and pressing on these boulders we need to move as a church. And the naysayers will always be there. We didn't choose the easy life. And honestly, the, the real gospel... It goes against what our society believes. So the real gospel, if you believe the real gospel, you can't be going with the current. It's impossible. It's going to rub everything that California stands for the wrong way. I'm just saying. That it's, the, it's the natural way of things. If we are too harmonious, and I'm guilty of this myself, but if we're too harmonious with the way that the world is currently and the, the way that the pendulum is swung way over to the left. If what we're doing isn't, isn't grinding up against that, then we're doing it wrong. And you may be believing a godless gospel because we're called to do specific things in the book. And if we're having a really easy time with a bunch of earthly friends and 
I suggest you take a look at where you're standing because you're probably standing in the wrong place. I'm not trying to bring condemnation. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I get along with a lot of folks at work uh, way better than I should. And I repent of that. It's not that I want to not get along with them, but I also don't want to bite my lip when I feel like I should speak truth. I'm guilty of that for sure. So we got work to do, right? We got work to do as a, as a family, as a church. We've got, well, specifically, this is what I, this is what I'd like to attack because I feel like we have these boulders, right? We have this, we have the, the, the cranial's boulder that we need to move. I don't know how much it weighs, but I know we got a lot of people in here and we need to push on it today. We've got Pat and Teresa. They've got, they, they do, they, they've got more breakthrough that they need as well in, in their plans going forward. And then we as a church, we've got our own boulder that we need to move as well, figure out what's next and where we're going. And God's not going to give us that today, but we can be confident that all through, all through the Bible and all these passages I did not use, God tells us over and over and over, I am with you. I'm with you. Do not fear them. I will be alongside you. It's all, it's peppered all through the Bible. Too many, too many, <laughs> too many passages to list. But how do we forget? Because our emotions sometimes can outweigh what we know. So we have to rein it back in. <sighs> I want, can I, can you guys come to the front? I know, I feel like every time I come up here, I'm always telling you guys to come together. But I'm about to do it again. There's power in us. Right? There's power in, there's power in us coming around. So I need folks to start coming up. If you have shoes on, raise your hand. You're qualified. Come up. Everybody with shoes. Everybody with shoes. Boots count too, Faith. I saw that look in your eye, and those count as shoes. It's about to get warm. It's about to get warm. <laughs> Hi, Claire. She's got shoes on. She's got shoes on. She's she's qualified. Come all the way up. Church on the street is sticky. It gets all over you. <laughs> Lord, we pray for our friends, the Crandalls. We pray for their beautiful daughter. Lord, we pray that stacks of paperwork would just miraculously appear on top of piles. We pray that clerks reading over documents would get a name stuck in their head. It wouldn't sit well with them, and they would, it would just stick out. It would stick out in this whole pile of paperwork on the desk, Ah, this name sticks out. Crandall. Lord, we pray for the judge. We pray that you'd give a, the judge dreams about the Crandalls and Adeline. Lord, we pray that you would move in this situation. You would continue to cut away through this. You are the way maker. 
there's a hand that's holding on to the crandles. And it's not still. It's moving in a direction. It's moving in a direction for a new daughter. And no more court dates. No more paperwork. Lord, we ask for breakthrough in this situation. We ask for tangible proof of breakthrough in this, in, in this situation, Lord. Soon, today, tomorrow, first day of business, a random phone call. Hey. Lord, we pray for favor for the Crandalls. Absolute favor. Tangible favor. And we will give you all of the glory. All of the glory. Every single bit of the glory in this entire situation goes to you. In the name of above Jesus. Name, above every court system, you are the high court. We stand on your authority, in your word, in your truth. Jesus, the supreme authority. We can't hear if they're praying. In your name. the courts, Lord, that your heart, their heart is in the hand of the King, Almighty God, Almighty God. I pray for a swift change. I pray that you would move quickly, Lord, that you would redeem the time for the days are evil, Lord. I pray that there'll be a living testimony, Father God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that Adeline is their daughter. Hallelujah. You designed it before the beginning of time. And I pray that they will always see it done. Thank you, God. We just command the circumstances and the thoughts that would try to get into our minds against those things to go in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father circumstances must balance me. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, that you've given me favor when I felt I didn't deserve it, but you're such a good God, and you love them so much, and you love Adeline so much. She is well-loved. Bless her, Father. I pray that she knows her identity and she knows her worth. I pray that you'll take away any shame of rejection, Father God. Heal the heart wounds. Bless her, Lord, today. Encourage all of their hearts as a family that they can see it done. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Are we going to pray for JJ now? Hey, I want to just share a testimony while he's coming up. The reason Jessica's not here is because God's hand moved. She's there with Daniel. And the reason she's there with Daniel is somebody walked up to her, I don't know who, I don't know how much, 
opened her hand, put money in her hand, and said, go see your husband. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> ah, first class, huh? <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to pray over JJ now, too. And this is... You're receiving for your whole family, buddy. Okay? You can get a neck rub out of it, too. Maybe a squeeze if you're not careful. Lord, we pray for the Palmers. We love us some Palmers. This room does not feel the same without a twirling redhead in the front. Lord, I know specifically how hard this is. I know how hard it is as a man to leave your family for long periods of time and for the wife to have to be home picking up slack that's not hers to pick up. It's very, very hard. It's very, very draining. Lord, I pray that they would notice today that there's a hand holding theirs. And it's not standing still. It is leading them through this season to something better. Lord, I pray that you would help their their boys to be good, good listeners for mom. But Lord, I pray that you would just give them a supernatural peace. Things would fall into place. Daniel will be able to do the work of 10 different people and get things programmed and get out of there and come home. And in this situation, we will give you all of the praise, all of the glory. Stay there. The Lord moved me to go sit and pray over JJ today. <laughs> and uh, the word he gave me was confidence. JJ knows this. Um, the, the word he gave me is confidence. And I asked JJ, if you had me to pray for you, what would I pray? And he said that I would hear God's voice. Hmm. How old are you, JJ? Thirteen. Thirteen. That's a pretty mature request for a thirteen-year-old. You know what that tells me is you do hear his voice, JJ. So, Father God, now that we have the magnification of all the brothers and sisters praying over JJ, I thank you, Lord, that he does hear your voice. Amen. I thank you that he'll continue to hear your voice. And even more than that, I thank you that when he hears your voice, he's going to respond to your voice. Amen. And, Lord, we pray confidence over J.J., confidence that he does hear your voice, confidence that he's accepted, that he is absolutely fearfully and wonderfully made, and that he's accepted, and that he can be anything that you tell him that he is. So, J.J., I pray that the hearing that you hear would include the voice of the Lord to tell you who you are and tell you what you're to do, and that you can be certain that the gates of hell, the, the, the forces of the enemy will not prevail as God builds you as part of his church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And I just want to tell you something. You're a fine young man. Look me in my eyes. You're welcome. But I don't say it for any reason but that it's true. You're a fine young man, and we're proud of you. <laughs> 
JJ, when Pat was praying, I felt like the Lord was saying the primary way you're going to hear his voice is words of wisdom and words of knowledge. So that'll just be a, all of a sudden, you know something that two seconds ago you didn't. Um, and God speaks to us all different ways, but I just want to pray into that. Father God, I thank you that you're increasing his spiritual gifts um, to receive words of wisdom and words of knowledge. God, thank you that as he communes with the Holy Spirit, there's just going to be a knowing, a knowing, turn this way, talk to that person, pray this thing, speak this thing out, and that he's going to approach that with confidence. We silence the voice of the enemy that would come with accusation and say, that's just your thought, that's just your imagination. We cut that off right now in the powerful name of Jesus, and we call him forth in these gifts. God, we pray that he would always give you the glory as he operates in the prophetic and that you would use him to encourage and exhort others in Jesus' name. Yes, we are. We're supposed to stay here, but we also need to say a prayer over these folks. Over these folks and their crazy bus. <laughs> Lord, we love us some greens. Any kind of greens. Mustard greens, Kim greens, Ben greens. <laughs> Lord, we pray a special hedge of protection over the greens in this place, at their home. Lord, we pray for cool attitudes and, and level hormones and, and all of the things that keep a house that big in order. Lord, we pray for Kim as she comforts Jonathan at that hospital. That is a tireless job. Lord, we pray that you'd give her a supernatural energy through this and that you would touch that little boy and bring him back home here where he belongs. Earlier than expected. Pray that the fluids are correct and that he's not going to suffer through any headaches. And we pray for Caleb as he's coming out of boot camp, Lord. Lord, use this time to have helped him come up with a plan. Lord, we bless the greens and all that they've done. They have carried a load already that is just, it's hard to even think about. And they are so strong in you that they're still going. They're like the Energizer Bunny. Lord, I pray that you strengthen their marriage. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we pray healing and good health over the entire house. No sniffles, no snots, no boxes of tissue, none of that. Be with Ben as he travels. And just pour your presence out on them in this time, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. <laughs>